Welcome to ADHD is over, a new podcast on a seemingly old label that we're going to be peeling off. Join my wife, Tatiana, and I as we journey with our family, the Wyden family, through the land of confusing information. We're going to visit both sides and let you decide because the power is with you. Welcome to ADHD is over. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. It's good to have you here. Good to have you here. That is why I get up in the morning to download information, get it out there to you, the listener, and just hoping that it makes a difference for you. Kind of like I wished back in the day when our son was set to have this so-called disorder that I would have had an alternative way, a direction, a much deeper, a more wholesome uh, you know, information, education around this, this path, this journey, this exploration around ADHD. So I'm glad you're joining. Good news, bad news. Which one would you like first? I'd go for bad and finish it with good. Well, the bad news is that great results, right? Great things take time. The work, as I call it, the only work Everything else we do that we call work, such as busyness, business, it's just busyness. That's what the word spells out, busyness. The work is this work. And I'm a big believer. You know, people talk to me about medication all the time. Yeah, but you're anti-medication and medication helps people and it saves people's lives and it gets people to focus and blah, 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 blah. Look, I get it. Yes, there is an effect that medication for ADHD has on the brain on the system. And can it get somebody to focus more than they did before? Yes, but it is a short-term benefit. No long-lasting proven, scientifically, no long-lasting proven benefits. If you look at all the studies that are ever cited around medication to say it works, they cap it at two to three years. They don't go to five years because after that it shows that actually there isn't a long-lasting result, even academically. It is just not true. You can look that up, but don't want to go into detail here around that. Just wanted to say, when it comes to medication, I'm a big believer that when we give a child, in this case, if we're talking to parents, medication for this so-called disorder, what we are doing is prolonging the actual work that that human later needs to do in order to reset themselves, to return themselves back to themselves. What do you mean? Well... Medication as a band-aid suppresses lots of things, mostly emotional growth. What we know today is that it's actually more important to have emotional intelligence than intellectual intelligence, EQ versus IQ. Why? Because many people have a high level of IQ, very educated, lots of knowledge, successful in dollar signs, but when it comes to their personal relationships, lives, marriages, just the overall emotional fitness, they are like toddlers. Why? Because our society isn't focused to teach emotional intelligence over intellectual intelligence. And so I'm here to say that what medication does, that's not the only thing it does, there's many other side effects, is to stunt that emotional growth. 
you then get adults that end up being in their 30s, 40s, who've never cried, who can't cry for many reasons, or who will suddenly be so depressed and suicidal that they have no idea that they get diagnosed with another disorder called bipolar, schizophrenic, whatever, you name it. Where is that coming from? Suddenly a 30, 40-year-old man, woman, whatever your gender identity is, right? All of them included suddenly realizes, oh crap, I do not know what's happening with me. Lots of these people have been on not just one, several medications, whether it's for ADHD, for anxiety, for, for depression, you name it. So be careful. I'm not anti-medication. Medication has its place, I believe, in urgencies, emergencies, but not in everyday life, taking it for 40, 50 years. I do not believe that that actually creates a fulfilled and wholesome life. That is my opinion, my opinion, not the truth. If it resonates, continue listening. So the bad news is the work takes time. Nothing great has ever been built overnight. Nothing great has ever come into form or the shape of a pill. There is no silver bullet. There is no one size fits all. I know you, the listener, who've found this podcast, you know, out of thousands of podcasts on, on this topic, you've found this one. You docked, if you will, like a spaceship docking at the International Space Station. You, with your frequency, have docked here for a reason because this information resonates, or so I hope. If it doesn't, you won't come back, and that's okay too. No hard feelings. Again, there is no one-size-fits-all. If anyone ever tells you this is the truth, or it's one-size-fits-all, or I know better than you know, in the case of like, I know your child better than you do, the parent, as so many doctors often you know, give off this vibe, run. That is not how it works. You, the parent, take in information, feel things out for you and your children, and if it does not resonate, you question. That's why a lot of my, my listeners showed up here. They had questions that no one could answer, or they felt that, the answers they got were one-sided, incomplete, and that's why we do this movement. Now, Roman, get to the good news. I am getting to the good news. The good news is that the work over time actually dissolves ADHD symptoms, observed behaviors, as I like to call them. When we have a coping mechanism such as ADHD, it's not a disorder, it's a coping mechanism, then the brain gets wired a certain way for survival, that brain can be rewired. Epigenetics has proven that many times over. It's the environment that actually ends up rewiring the brain. It's not an internal preset, oh, you have this gene, which doesn't even exist. There's no gene for ADHD. Oh, it's genetic. Well, that's only partially true. Epigenetics is more accurate in this case. And oh, it's a Neurochemical imbalance, well, true, the brain is always either in balance or out of balance at times, probably a thousand times a day. No brain ever stays in, in consistent imbalance. That's another lie. I could go on and on and on, but this is not the episode. The good news, I'm here to say that you, especially your child, you as a family, you can help your child dissolve those symptoms over time, but it does take time. That was kind of the bad news. But how the bad news are actually good news in this case is that I do believe that when we are given, presented with, when we have manifested a child into our lives, 
with a so-called disorder, it is literally like a check engine light. It's an opportunity for us to look under the hood to see what's not working in our family, in that child's environment, and as parents, as guides, to support them, to help them to return back to a calmer state so their nervous system can relax and is not stressed, is not in survival mode, is not stuck in survival mode. Stephen Porges, the creator of the polyvagal theory, talks about this, right? That a nervous system uh, or ADHD is a nervous system stuck in survival mode. I'm using simple language, as he did as well, but that's what it is. That can be changed and that rewires the brain. So don't let anyone ever tell you it's predetermined and you have it for life or your child is predetermined to have this disorder and their life is going to be messed up unless they take medication. Simply not true. The studies don't hold up. Now, here's something cool I want to announce before I continue. I have announced this before. We are now offering ADHD diagnosis survival coaching. And you can go to the website at ADHDsover.com. There will be a pop-up for coaching. Click on more information. And then you can schedule a free 30-minute exploration call with me. And I would love to see where you're at in life. Hear what you're dealing with, right? I always say the struggle is real. The label doesn't have to be. And if it fits you or your family, your child, to work with me, then we'll get to work. In 2024... I'm going to take on 10 clients and it depends on the packages they purchase. It might end up being less because I simply only have so much time to do what I do uh, to feed my family, to spend time with my kids, uh, to take care of myself and then to record the podcast, to keep up our uh, growing uh, social media, which is um, also something that I'm excited to announce next. We're going to talk about YouTube. But anyway, my point is that I'm only taking on a certain amount of clients because I believe in quantity over quantity. And I just simply cannot handle too many at the same time because I'm very dedicated, I'm very intuitive, and it's very energetic, and I take my job very serious. So if you're interested, look it up. I'm going to put a link in the show notes as well to my Calendly where you can book a free session. And now, YouTube. Uh, we just launched our channel, so it's very new. We only have a few subscribers as of now. The podcasts will be uploaded there automatically. And starting next year, I'm going to be producing more video content as well. So check that out. I will have a link to the YouTube channel there as well. If you like what we do here, if you like the podcast, uh, please subscribe and like whatever video you know floats your boat, resonates with you. I would appreciate that. So that's as far as YouTube goes, and that's as far as the coaching goes. Now, we are going into a holiday season, or whatever you'd like to call it. Nowadays, I'm just not sure what's politically correct, but I think holiday season is still fine because lots of people during this time go on a holiday, have a holiday, schools are out, and so forth. And you're probably celebrating some version of a religious or cultural holiday. So I think happy holidays is still fine to say. So I wish you and your families a happy holiday season. And just remember, whatever is going to come up during the holidays, there's going to be judgment, there are going to be resentments, triggers, especially when we're around family members, our parents and so forth, they're judging us for how we parent our children, right? Their grandchildren. So you're going to be, we, we're going to be in an environment that can be very triggering, frustrating, right? 
A lot of us are going to be disappointed because we always enter the holiday season uh, sort of like looking at a stock image of a happy family during the holiday season going like, oh, this is going to be so great. Hot chocolates and Christmas tree and Christmas music and I love it, right? And for a lot of us, uh, that will only last for a few hours. And you know what I mean. If you're listening, if you're smirking, it lasts for a while. For some people, it lasts longer. Some people are fortunate to have wonderfully connected and deep relationships with their family members. I admire that. And that may last longer or they handle triggers and resentments and so forth. Things that come up during the holiday season when in close (laughs) encounters with each other, right? They handle it really maturely. And again, this goes back to what I said at the beginning, emotional intelligence is the key during the holidays. It's for you to stay present and to realize that if, if your father or your, your sibling triggers you, they are simply triggering something inside of you that needs healing. Now, a lot of people, and I used to be one of them, hate hearing that. Well, it's like, no, you don't understand. My dad really is a jerk or my brother really is judgmental, or not this or that, or left or right, or black and white, right? Whatever. And I'm here to say that ain't going to go anywhere. That judgment, if we leave it, if we point the finger at the other person, meanwhile, three fingers are pointing back at us, we're never going to get anywhere. But if we realize, oh, I just got triggered. Now you can still say, by so-and-so, But if you just focus on the I just got triggered part and then inquire what got triggered, it could be the sentence of I don't feel understood or you don't understand or you are not listening or whatever that is that gets triggered, right? That is for us to heal. That is for us to heal so that we can stay in any moment in the future with any person doing anything to us. And we simply take a deep breath and we go, got it. That's what's happening here. I'm going to respond with love. Because we can ever only respond with in two ways. One is with love and one is with righteousness or judgment, fill in the blank. But it's part of righteousness. It's fear and love. We can only come into each space ever only with one or the other when we are in there in this moment between you and your father you and your sibling and we come from fear and we have a righteousness and the judgment in that moment we have just sucked out the love or the possibility for love and when we put love back in miracles happen mark my words i've done it and it is excuse my language fucking hard to do in a moment when you're triggered, to even just say, something that you said just triggered me and I'm going to need five minutes because I don't want to blame you. I don't want to suck the love out of the space. So give me five minutes. I'm going to go for a walk and come back. That is a winner. That is the person that takes the high road. That is called emotional intelligence or as I like to actually call it more so emotional fitness. It's like going to the gym. Use every opportunity you have during this holiday season to do that, to work out that muscle, the emotional fitness, where the moment you're triggered, you own it. That's called responsibility, personal power, independence, sovereignty. You own everything that happens in your life. You manifested it. It's here in front of you because there it is. 
Not because we're going to try to prove that, oh, actually, it's your fault and you manifested it and I can show you that you manifested it. Now it, no, simply the fact that it's in front of you in your life right now, I think is enough proof to say, oh, here it is. How can I respond powerfully and responsibly? And the only way to do it is to own shit. I think Jocko Willings calls it radical ownership, I believe. That's his word. Ownership, radical ownership. Yeah, just own, own it. Own it all. Own it during this holiday season would be my motto. And I will uh, do the same. I promise. I'm committed to that. And it's not going to be easy for any of us. For some of us, it might be easier. But that's the growth. That, that's the new you. And your children are going to pick that up. Our children subconsciously, call it intuitively, pick it up. They know when you shift. They know when you come from love, not judgment. They know every time. And they're sponges, so they kind of build this invisible case of like more judgment than love, more love than judgment, right? It's almost like a bank account. And the more love that's in your bank account, in that invisible case that they're building, the more love that's there, the more comfortable they feel around you, the more comfortable to be themselves, right? Because if they're comfortable being themselves around you and you don't judge them, but you love them, I mean, that's the ultimate connection. That's the ultimate, like, I'm going to go to my parents for it because they're not going to yell at me. They're not going to judge me. They're going to be open and we're going to discuss things, right? That's what every human being wants. Not to be judged, not to be reprimanded, not to be made wrong, not to be punished. Sure, you can set consequences. They're boundaries. I get it. But it's how we do it. It's what language we use. It's the energy that we use, our way of being when we do it, when we set the consequences, right, ahead of time. And then we honor those consequences and our children will have to deal with it. But that's different from punishing someone. That's different from shaming someone. That's different from judging them, being righteous, right? So during this holiday season, I do believe as parents, we owe it to our children, to be as calm as we can, as regulated as we can, as loving as we can, and to own our triggers. Will you join me this holiday season? I hope you do. And if you don't this time, then next year, there'll be another holiday season. There's another new moment, right? Every moment, every new moment, this moment, next moment, this moment, is a new opportunity for us to become more aware, to become conscious parents, not unconscious parents, not operating from the autopilot, but being aware and present moment to moment. That's it. All I wanted to say is there's always good news, bad news, good news, bad news, never ends. But we can turn even the bad news into good news. So happy holidays to you all. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I'm excited to announce soon some really cool new interviews in 2024. Like I said, more video content on YouTube. We're going to keep our Facebook page alive. It's not a main uh, interactive thing for me, Facebook or social media. I'm not a big social media person, but I believe between YouTube and the podcast, um, you will have enough content. And again, if you're interested in being one of the families um, or people coached in 2024, go to ADHDsover.com, wait for the coaching pop-up, read more, schedule a free 30-minute Zoom call with me, and we'll go from there. Yay. Happy holidays. Until next time.